do you want to you want to be this Peter Parker or this Peter Parker? Uh, <laughs> wow, you couldn't have put a one. Okay, <laughs> what's the one? I'll be whatever one you don't want to be. But okay, yeah, okay. <clears throat> All right, you be number one. All right. Are you okay? Oh, my back. It's kind of stiff from all the swinging. Oh, yeah. No, I got a, I got a middle back thing, too. Really? Yeah. You, you want me to crack it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Spider-Man No Way Home, Mac and Cheese, next. When your weekend's all spent up and you got Monday coming down the pike, sometimes all you need is a little comfort to get you through to Monday. Mac and Cheese Movies, where we believe in comfort food and comfort movies. Hello, welcome to Mac and Cheese Movies. I'm Scotty Coppage. And he looks like a youth pastor, Simon <laughs> Welch. Hey, how's it going? Today we're talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. In honor of Spider-Man No Way Home, we have Calamari for Doc Ock. I went to the grocery store yesterday. I was looking up videos on how to make it and how you need to <laughs> soak the calamari in milk so it has like a less fishy smell. It's It's tender. They didn't have any calamari at the store. It was a distribution issue. They're like, we don't have calamari, but we got octopus. I didn't really want to deal with this kind of curveball, this octopus. <laughs> um, they're like, we have calamari in the frozen food section. So they were very, they were very great, showing me exactly where that was. So I got this CPAC calamari, wild caught calamari, and an oven crispy breading includes tomato romano sauce. <laughs> I love that you have to have that, like, not alliteration, but that rhyme. It's got a good timbre, too. It can't, it can't just be tomato sauce. Yeah. We got we to gotta throw in some marketing. Hey, hey, we're paying for this. Yeah. Um, this is tomato. You preheat the oven to 400 degrees, arrange your frozen wild-caught calamari in a single-layer baking sheet, and place on middle rack of an oven. Bake for 10 minutes. Then let your wild, totally real calamari rest for two minutes. <laughs> How'd it turn out, Simon? You know, it, I kept joking that it was like fried rubber bands, but it wasn't at all. It was it was actually really good. Of course, anything that's fried, that's why they fry butter, Coca-Cola, and Oreos, and everything else. Because everything's a little bit better when it's fried. If this was in a restaurant, <clears throat> I wouldn't send it back. I'd be like, hey, this is great. <laughs> yeah. Give me some more of that tomato Romano sauce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is that secret ingredient? Yeah, it was good. So it was good. Now, now that I think about it, I really should have gotten the octopus. I have like an octopus story here. Mm. Me and Shannon many years ago went to Spain. And we went to this little cafe for lunch. Shannon's always like, what's the special? What do you recommend? And they're like, oh, our special today is like fried octopus. Shannon's like, I'll have that. Me, being the eternal seven-year-old... I get like the chicken tenders. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> and this is what the the server says. Like for the babies? <laughs> and I think Shannon said yes, for yeah, the babies. For the babies. And then but it was so good. I you know, I get some fried octopus from Shannon's plate. It's delicious. We go like the next day. They don't have it. Mm. So you know it was fresh, it was good, it was they don't have it all the time. Maybe I should have done that. If I if I had more time to think about this and I wasn't like in this crazy calamari run at a grocery store, maybe I would have gotten that. Well, you know, maybe it would have been more fitting for the episode, <laughs> but we also don't want to be like one of those videos of people 
eating octopus and then they choke to death. So, <laughs> hey, you know. Or it chokes, yeah, or it chokes us. Yeah, yeah. They didn't kill it. It's just like... <laughs> Is Spider-Man No Way Home just a warmed-over TV dinner for the public? Or a tasty snack? Or the meal of your life? Mm, mm. You know, I just thinking about, like, what we ate, this, this frozen calmer, I feel like that's a perfect uh, metaphor for this movie. It's like, I'm not going to send it back. And I enjoyed it. But it was it, like, the best thing ever? No, <laughs> no, there was there wasn't the the passion and and uh, just uh, love. Well, maybe love, but there wasn't the passion put behind it like you would get with like home cooked fresh calamari meal, right? Uh, well, you put a lot of passion in this and uh, baking man Scotty, and I don't want to take that away from you. But <clears throat> and, I, and I drove to the grocery store on my lunch break to get this. <laughs> yeah, the effort that you put in personally was amazing. But uh, Spider Man No Way Home, it was. It, it's it ticks a lot of boxes, but is it the movie? Is it the best movie I've ever seen? No. Is it a good Spider-Man movie? Kind of. Um, but as far as just being throwing things that I've wanted to see my entire life at me, sure, yeah, it's all of those things. So it was um, this huge, sure, huge success. Like the first billion-dollar movie. In the COVID era, mm. um, it may have saved movie theaters. <laughs> um, there's, there's just so much that this movie was able to do. And I remember, you know, when me and Shannon started going back to the movies last year, that we were like, really, there weren't a whole lot of movies that were packed. Mm -hmm. That we, saw, you know, um, this was the first movie that we saw like last year that it was just like butts were in every seat. Yeah, and you're just you're kind of in it. And the first time you really saw like a really kind of a crowd element. To a movie where people are kind of cheering and there's that that excitement and that energy and that that was really really great to have. Yeah, yeah, certainly it, it was. It's like another Disney property, Star Wars. Anytime there's a Star Wars out, people are going to be clapping in the theaters, you know that old thing. But um, it 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 was like the I don't know how to describe it. It was like the movie of my dreams. There's a line from Five Hundred Days of Summer uh, where he's. One of the characters is describing the woman of his dreams. Yeah, the woman of my dreams, probably blonde, this tall, big rack, you know, whatever. And he says, but my wife isn't any of those things. And he says, but she's perfect or something along she's, those lines. She's real. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's real. And and that's <laughs> as real as this movie is. And as much as it had all the factors of the movie of my dreams with Spider-Man, once I saw it, I was like, did am I the only one that saw like the stupid parts of this movie that don't make any sense? Like the plot holes and, and just how silly the characters are and how the, there's these elements that are just pushing, just ham fisted, pushing the story forward. Like, I don't know. I, I certainly enjoyed it like everyone else, but as much as, you know, I enjoyed it as much as I enjoy a Saturday morning cartoon. First taste. And this is like one of the first, one of the few movies, I mean, this isn't even a year old. Mm -hmm. um, I think we did do the Spider-Man Far From Home podcast, like I think on opening weekend. So we have a thing for Spider-Man movies here on Mac and Cheese Movies. <laughs> but um, what, do you, what is your relationship to this movie? What is What was it like when you first saw it in the theater? When I first saw it in the theater, I could not stop shaking. I get really, really excited and my legs were shaking. I was just like, what's going to happen? You know, I avoided... 
I try to avoid a lot of trailers, especially with these movies that are so interconnected, um, because the the trailer itself will spoil part of the movie. It's already happened with Doctor Strange kind of pissed off. I don't have cable, but we were watching cable when we were out of town this weekend, and there was a part that was spoiled in the movie that it was like speculated that it was a thing, but now I know it's a thing, and I'm like, damn it, you know, now I know. So going into it, I didn't know a lot other than some minor spoilers that could be this. Oh, there's a there's a Andrew Garfield scene where he's on a blue screen and it's somebody that reads lips said, do you have web blood or whatever? And uh, it's like, damn it. Okay, well, it's confirmed that they're in there. <clears throat> it's like the worst held secret in Hollywood history. But it, I was so excited to see this movie. and And I still... Like I've said before, I still liked it, but I don't know. I, I just can't describe why I, why it nags at me that it's not a good movie. I mean, I but it, I still really enjoyed it. That first taste, like the first going into the theater and being excited and sitting in the seats and seeing Andrew Garfield, which is, in my opinion, he was a pretty good Spider-Man, not a great Peter Parker. Seeing Tobey Maguire, who was a great Peter Parker, not a great Spider-Man. Seeing them come in, Toby's my Spider-Man, you know, that I grew up with. And uh, seeing that, it was just like my brain exploded. It's great. But, you know, after reflection, you start to see the flaws. So, I think I think the movie's hits are so much bigger than its misses. Mm. So when we have this stuff like they're upset that they're not getting into MIT. Why does Spider-Man give a shit if he's getting into MIT? He's Spider-Man. <laughs> he's got Stark Industries. He's got like everything. Um, and then and then the stuff with like Doctor Strange. Like it would take us longer to get a drink at Starbucks than it did for them to convince Doctor Strange to do this crazy spell. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I spe- okay. So particularly that, and and they've struggled with all of these movies. I I don't like Tom Holland as Spider-Man that much. Is he? I think he plays both parts pretty well, but I just, I'm not convinced mainly because <clears throat> he's been Iron Boy Jr. for a lot. And uh, they've struggled to make him the friendly neighborhood Spider Man. I think that was kind of a joke in the first movie. It's like, I want, you know, he brought him in for Civil War. That's when we're introduced. And we find out that he didn't even make his own suit and that, you know, he needs to be here doing this thing. And, but in the, you know, in Infinity War, he's fighting aliens. You know what I mean? So he's had one. And he's got the and he's got the Stark suit. Right, right. He's had one movie where he's swinging around the city. I even loved in um, Homecoming when he's afraid of heights. Like I thought that was a great detail because he hasn't been in the city that much. But you know, now we're at this point. Now they're trying to bring him back to regular old Spider-Man. I'm like, no, nah, man. Now you're going to Doctor Strange and like destroying the multiverse. And there's all this weird purple glowing stuff every <laughs> at the end of the movie like ah i don't know so yeah. so we do ha- we do have that stuff and then I, th- I think in that first half hour i was kind of like okay this is just gonna be another fun spider-man movie because i kind of think the second one is kind of like that to me a little bit uh, yeah. um but then like when this get when when andrew garfield shows up through the portal i was just blown away i'm blown yeah. away by everything he's in in this movie his performance, then Tommy McGuire shows up. And then this, like, I think what most studios would do is just put these guys together and for a big battle. Right. And that's all the movie would be. But there's so much dialogue and there's so much 
character and everything with their characters. I think it's incredible. I think it's incredible, like what they were able to do. I and I, so I love Andrew Garfield's entrance, and I thought that was great. Didn't care for Tobey Maguire's. Like to me, that was a COVID um, like concession. Like they they were like, ah, oh, we can only get him for this day, whatever. Which in fact happened with Sandman. That's why he CGI the whole movie. He couldn't he couldn't actually be in the movie. He just voiced it. Um, but yeah, it, you know Andrew Garfield has gotten so much better at acting since then. I'm sure he was in good things before that. It always had, comes down to script. But now they now they want him to be the Spider Man for Sony. You know, so yeah, that entrance was amazing, mind blowing, um, and and like you said, like them talking about. May's death, spoiler. <laughs> May's death and and how they they've dealt with loss. Even though we know that Ben has died in this universe, we just don't know anything about it. Um and, and all that, you know, it, it's great that it wasn't just a big flashy thing at the end. But, you know, with every every hit, there's also like with every peak, there's also like a weird valley. And um for me, it was like when Toby was introduced or, you know, at the very end, some of the weird stuff that we had talked about off off show. But <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> I think I could rant for a long time about it. I understand we have to have like all the villains in here because mm-hmm. that's how we get Andrew Garfield in here. It's how we get Toby Maguire in here. But like, I think Doc Ock is great in this. Yeah. And the Goblin is great in this. Oh, he made the movie. I don't really need Thomas Hayden Church. I don't need, I don't need Jamie Foxx. I don't need the lizard guy. I don't need any of these other villains. Can we talk about, so this is a thing. Can we talk about how in the movie, Amazing Spider-Man 2, Jamie Foxx is a real nerd. He gets shocked by electric eels that aren't really a thing. And uh, not like that anyway. And then he fixes the gap in his teeth. He turns blue. And now he's just Jamie Foxx. In fact, I would say in Amazing Spider-Man 2, he plays more of like his character. If it's just a guy that gets a little bit cooler. In this, he is just Jamie Foxx. He, he, is, he is Jamie Foxx. He acts nothing like he does in Amazing Spider-Man 2. And that really bothered me. Uh, but I agree. You know, I don't really care about him. They were just doing the Sinister Six thing, kind of. Um, I didn't really care about the lizard because I didn't care about that lizard. Um, but, and then I, so Thomas Hayden Church, like I liked him and it's weird to kind of figure out where they were placing that in the timeline because some of these, they, they obviously pulled, pulled Green Goblin before he died. They pulled Doc Ock before he died. So where did they pull Thomas Hayden Church? Like at what point are they friendly with each other? Is this after Spider-Man three? Because they're kind of friendly at the end of that movie. So I'm like... This is what's going through it's, my head when I'm watching the movie. <laughs> yeah, so that's a lot of sensory overload. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I remember, you know, me and Shannon had a blog and we did Amazing Spider-Man 2 when it came out. Just ripped it to shreds. And, like, this was post-Avengers when all these studios were like, we want to have this too. Oh yeah. So we're we just going to cram all of this stuff into Amazing Spider-Man 2. And then we're going to have this villain movie. We're going to have all this other stuff. And it was like... Because I remember liking the first Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Costume was off, but otherwise I didn't hate it. It, and, was, the, it was new yeah. Spider-Man, you know? Why not? And, and the deal with Sony where they have to always be have a Spider-Man movie in production or they lose the rights. Mm. That affects some things. And then the fact that Marvel came in and said, hey, well, can we have Spider-Man? Can he be in Avenger stuff? And 
can we do the creative stuff on this and we co-distribute or whatever best decision Sony could have made. Oh my God. Yeah. And they've shown, okay. So first of all, I will say that into the spider verse is the best Spider-Man movie ever made. And I think that's a pretty, I mean, that's bar none. Right. But then, you know, what you're talking about, like, it's funny that Marvel and Sony have this deal and they'll put out a pretty good Spider-Man movie, but then they'll, and I haven't seen it. So, I'm only going by what other people say, and I hate to be that kind of person, but uh, you get like Morbius. Like, they're like, oh, we've got to have this movie for the Spider Man universe. It's going to be great. And it's like, why though? But why? Like, we don't need a Craven movie. We don't need, nobody cares about that character on his own. Like Venom. Venom did amazingly well for a movie that should have not been good. And it's not good, but shouldn't have done well. You know what I mean? Because part of what makes Venom interesting is Spider Man. So, you know, I, it's weird that Marvel is like, hey, we can, we'll make this successful. And Sony's like, yeah, yeah, and we'll just do this thing. It's it's a weird boardroom, corporate, like all – because I feel like you've got a team of writers. You've got creative people that are into this, that love this, that want to work on this for years. And I think it's probably – it's about quarterly earnings. It's about mm. stock prices. It's about – all. it's like – Oh, well, we've got the. We got to make this deadline. We got to make the, have to make sure this comes out next May or whatever. Right. It's like, oh man, it's just like you know they've just wrecked so many things. And the fact that they were even, I think Tom Holland had to really negotiate hmm. between Sony and Marvel to get this movie out. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I wonder, and this is the conspiracy theory side of me, but I wonder. You know, how much of that is true? Because they said that he drunkenly called the president of Sony and was like, you got to make this. And it's like, did that actually happen? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. But I believe that, you know, they had this contract for two movies or three movies because he was in Civil War. Four movies, five movies. <laughs> because he was in Civil War, Infinity War, and uh, uh, Endgame. So, and then Spider-Man 1 and 2. So, um, you know, I... I I don't doubt that there was some contractual issues there because Marvel's not going to pay the big bucks or whatever. But I, I totally think you're right that there's a lot of backroom weird stuff because, you know, I do know this about Morbius in the uh, in the after credit scene. Like they bring in Michael Keaton as the vulture. Like he crosses over into the Morbius universe, into that universe from this one. And now he's just like a bad guy again or something like he loses all credibility that he probably had at the end of spider-man why why <laughs> so so irritating come on sony get it together yeah come we, on. we could do better than them uh i yeah i uh i joke a lot on my podcast with my partner that we like we should just be consultant for these companies like this is a stupid decision <laughs> this is stupid you know it, it like plot point why is dr strange just He's a doctor, proven to be intelligent in his own movie, but he keeps making these weird rookie mistakes in all in all these other movies, even in his movie. Like, why? Why are we making him so dumb? You know what I mean? Yeah. I and know. the fact that, what, what does Spider-Man use geometry to tie up this master sorcerer? I So, I love that, only because that's something that, that is a part of the mythos that's holds true is like Spider-Man is a mathematician and he's a genius. And that's why like when he's swinging from building to building, he doesn't slam into stuff. It's because he understands like 
you know, how a pendulum flows and like what the angles need to be and speed and all that stuff. Like they, they talk about that in the video game. So that to me, I loved that. Mm -hmm. And they don't show enough of that in the other Spider-Man franchises that he is smart. But, uh, yeah, I mean, again, this is, you know, he's a wizard, so <laughs> should be should be doing something better. I love MJ in this series. I think it's the best female role we've had in any of these Spider-Man movies. Yeah, she's not just uh she doesn't just scream a lot. I didn't mind um Emma Stone, but yeah, I agree that she's just the right kind of completely left field um characterization of Mary Jane, or well, Michelle Jones, as she is in this, not Mary Jane. So, what do you think about Ned opening up the portal and him being able to do that? Hated it. You hated it. Hated it. You don't want more Ned. You don't want a Ned spinoff. I so Ned Leeds in the comic books is uh, Hobgoblin, right? And I thought it would be cool if something like that happened, whatever. And he even jokes that he's not gonna, he's not gonna be. I'm not gonna die in your arms, kind of thing. Well, he's like, I'm not gonna be a bad guy and die in your arms, whatever. Or try to kill you. I did that to me, and I heard that was a COVID thing. It's like it's shoehorned in there um, because it's supposed to be uh, the girl that play that's in this Doctor Strange movie, America, whatever her name is, like the character's name. She was supposed to be the one that had something to do with that, and then they had to change it around because of whatever scheduling conflicts. <clears throat> but to me, that's nah. I'm good. <laughs> put that somewhere else this is like a lot of the things like this these are little stupid steps that get us where we want to be yeah exactly they're like yeah just throw something in there it's like have you seen thank you for smoking oh yeah yeah like he's like oh there's no there's no smoking in space and it's like oh well, let's just uh we'll just that's say just a, that's just script fix we'll just say oh well, we've got the uh generators for that yeah. or whatever like yeah he says uh oh yeah we'll just have them write in that this is a good thing that they made that non-flammable oxygen or whatever <laughs> yeah perfect. So, so you know i don't i don't need a two-hour setup to get from point a to point b like yeah. in the in these movies really yeah and i agree that sometimes that it gets too plot heavy like it's expounded upon blah 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 gets bloated but in my opinion just him being able to do this all of a sudden unless they're going to follow up with that with future movies, which who knows because no one knows who Peter Parker is anymore. Um, you know, don't put it in there. It doesn't need to be in there. When I watched this movie this, this week, what I, what I really noticed was everyone finds out who Peter Parker is Mm -hmm. and it's just like crazy. And plus you've got Jonah Jameson, all his stuff. And I was contrasting that with like, when Tony Stark says, you know, I'm Iron Man right. at the very end. And he's he's older, he's rich, he's he's got everything. Like He's able to kind of handle all that. Right. This kid is not going to be able to handle that fanfare. And maybe Tony Stark couldn't have handled that fanfare in 2022, but he could in 2008, you know? Right, if he had been... So, you know, the, the big thing is that he's accused of murder, even though... And that's, we're in that society where it's posted on social media and everybody goes on a witch hunt. So I, I can see that. And that, you know, again, not that I'm the most comic conscious, I don't buy every issue or whatever, but that's something that happens. He reveals himself as Spider-Man, not like this. And then he goes back and gets it, you know, changed or whatever. But, um, I don't know. Uh, 
I like that fact. But what's crazy about that is it got so crazy that we get a reveal that um, uh, Charlie Cox is still Matt Murdock in this. Like, oh, cool. Like, he was a great Daredevil. Awesome. But you almost forget about that because of all the other stuff. Like, it's just a flash in the pan. And then, you know, why is he, why the hell would he go see Dr. Strange? You know what I mean? Like, what is this? I don't know. I I don't like that Spider-Man always has to have a, a more powerful sidekick. Oh, he's everything. he's always got his LinkedIn network of whatever. Yeah, that's and that's what it's been like in every movie. He's got some Deus Ex Machina type deal of another character. In the first one, it was Tony Stark in person. In the second one, it was Tony Stark computer wise, <laughs> like his AI. And now it's Doctor Strange. Like it could just be Spider Man. Spider Man could just be Spider Man. You know, um, I understand that now they're making these movies that they're setting up 10 years worth of movies for it, but maybe I'm a little fatigued. I don't know. Well, yeah. And, and, and also thinking about the first Spider-Man that came out and how huge that it just that that was that was a big deal in itself. Just I mean, that was like a huge success. Mm-hmm. And do you remember there was like a teaser that they had they stopped showing because it had him swinging between the World Trade Center. He had he had trapped a helicopter in between. I remember downloading that from Napster. Um, and yeah, he had, he there was these bank robbers, and it was supposed to come out in two thousand one. And he had you know webbed him up between the two towers in a helicopter. And yeah, yeah, I remember. Oh my god, I couldn't wait for that movie to come out. Like this had never happened before. What is this? You know. Um, so yeah, it was a huge deal, and it's always a big deal when Spider Man comes out with a new movie. So, I mean, is is, is Spider Man is that overtaking Batman? Batman was also a huge hit a few months ago when we got this new Batman here. I think that they they're always going to be analogous, but in their on their own terms. Like Batman seems to get grittier and grittier and grittier with every movie, whereas Spider Man has become more poppy. And this one, uh, he relies on. Other superheroes within this universe, you know, it's a big deal uh, rather than being hinted at. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that they're always going to be like that. Unless it's just like they come up with a whack-ass looking Batman. But I think this one did really well, too. So So it's Batman, Spider-Man. Superman's out. I don't think Superman's... And I think that's because Superman... uh, I'm sorry, listeners, for going on rants. But I think that's because Superman... He doesn't really have a weakness. It's always going to be Lex Luthor. It's always going to be Kryptonite, right? Um, and that's it. <laughs> like it's not an existential crisis. Well, I mean, or who's going to take him down? the The best thing about, say, like the Snyder Cut is that there's this huge, you know, intergalactic presence that could probably kill the shit out of Superman. Can we cuss on you? <laughs> we can now. <laughs> that could kill Superman. But even he in that movie is like, I'll come back later. Like, <laughs> what? Okay. But yeah, so Superman, Superman will, I don't think will ever have the draw that other movies do. Uh, that Batman does or that Spider-Man does. And Superman was the first one to really come out. It came out in like 76 or whatever. Richard Donner. There was like mm. four, there's like four Supermans. And then we had Batman come out in 89. And then that's... Yeah. Yeah, it had switched from, like, yeah, Batman went from wacky doodle to dark and serious. And then, you know, that Superman, which is, that's my Superman, I'll always remember. I have a little six-inch figure of him. God, made me cry when I opened it, you know? <laughs> Christopher Reeves yeah. is a great Superman. Um, 
but uh yeah and and I mean, it is weird when you see that like how even Marvel movies have gone. A lot of people don't realize that like Blade, Wesley Snipes and Blade is like one of the one of early successes on and then that kicked off that era of the early two thousands. And then we started getting stinkers. Uh some of the X Men like movies Electra. Yeah, Electra, Daredevil, yeah. you know, not great. <laughs> have you seen the documentary about the Tim Burton Superman? I I haven't seen the documentary, but I've seen um, I've seen fittings with Nick Cage. Um, so that... the, the documentary is good. It's got like all all the stuff, like the storyboard stuff, things we're gonna do. It looks like it was gonna be insane, mm-hmm. and it was going to be shoot. It was gonna start shooting, and it got shut down like five days before shooting because of McDonald's. Batman and Robin bombing at the box office. They're like, we're not we're pulling back on this. We're not gonna make this. Well, uh, so. I know that was a big bomb, but I know that some of this stuff that with like Tim Burton was McDonald's couldn't sell toys. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. That was, and then that was the Batman Returns. Like, yeah, this movie's too dark. What, what The penguin is um, eating raw fish and you're like, yeah, I'd vote for that guy. Yeah. And you think you think that's crazy. But then the last like six years we've had, like, <laughs> no, nope, it's not. I'd say it's really pretty spot on. Yeah. It seems pretty tame, actually. Just eating raw fish. No big deal. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Superhero movies. Ups and downs. It's a roller coaster. So we have all these villains come out of the woodwork in this movie in Spider-Man No Way Home. It's an interesting take that May thinks Peter should try to rehab them. Doctor Strange is like, we need to blast them back. And we have this, like, case and this hit this button. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not sold on why we were trying to rehab them. And why, because it seems like that seems like such so risky, yeah. To do, um, were you sold on that aspect, or were you, were you like, you know what, like just push the button? On some of them, it seems like because I mean, especially Sandman, he doesn't die, so yeah, send his ass back. Um, I do see Norman when he's tortured, when he's Norman, you know, when he's not in this split personality thing. Um. He is tortured and he's sad and he doesn't want to be doing what he's doing. He's like that even in the Tobey Maguire movies. And so her seeing him, I think, was a was a big deal for that. Like he she wouldn't have thought that way if she had seen someone else first. But, you know, I didn't mind it. Honestly, I, I kind of thought that was cool. It does like Morbius. It does like we we can't have every villain turned into a hero because then we have no villains and it's boring. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that was the, that's why Norman Osborn or, or, or why Willem Dafoe makes this movie. In my opinion, like his acting is so good and like he plays the character so well, the split so well, he's like 60 years old doing his own damn stunts. Like, ugh, so good. I feel like I can barely walk. <laughs> yeah, like I'm tired getting up in the morning, but this man is yeah doing his own stunts. Uh, but you know, I didn't mind it so much. Don't be honest. I think it's probably better than them getting away and then them in some warehouse hatching the scheme to get Spider Man. So I didn't like that part. So they're all they're using this Stark tech again, Stark in it again to figure out how to cure these people. And I didn't mind that, but then all of a sudden, Norman wants to be bad. Honey. You know, he wants to be bad. But then 
also Electro's like, I want to be bad. And then Sandman's like, well, I'm going to be bad too. And then he, you know, why does he come back later in the plot? He looks like he just wants to get away. And then Lizard also just wants to be bad. Like, I don't get why, what motivations. Okay, that's the problem that I have is like the motivations for a lot of this movie. What are the motivations? You know, why Why have we decided that Electro just wants to be bad? He just wants power, it seems like. But, again, I'm sorry. I just keep ranting. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. It's great. No, I think... It, I think. But then how do we want this to be a four-hour miniseries or whatever about, like, these villains and everything else? Like, I know you got to, like, we slot them in, we launch them. I understand. I understand what's going on here. But, like, yeah, I think maybe if you have... One villain, two. If we're, if we're only, if we're only bringing like a few back. Maybe we can do more with them. But when we got like five, yeah, yeah, that's hard. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then we, and then we've got five that like some of the actors aren't there on set and able to do everything to maximize like the the potential. Yeah, there's there was there was just sloppy motivation, or why they would be working together, you know, and some of those things. But I loved Toby's villains because they don't really show up until the end. You know, those are the a-listers whereas uh well except for sandman one of my favorite parts of this movie is when he cures sandman in the head of this copper statue and then immediately he's like you'll be safe up here he swings out and immediately afterwards (laughs) electro bakes the entire (laughs) copper is a pretty good conductor right you'll be safe in here he's safe at the end of it but Electro definitely killed that man. <laughs> like if, if some dude was sitting in there, he's dead. Um, but yeah, that's, it, you know, we, we get all these things are cured quickly, quickly, quickly. And then at the very end, that's when we get just a shot. Yeah. It, it, like, it, like if I were to, if I were sick and to go into just get a steroid shot, I'm not going to feel, I'm going to still feel sick for a few more days. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, that's going to take a while to kick in. All, all I love in movies. Once you pull the plunger. Yeah. Oh, man. oh, you're you're done. Yeah, it's gone. And that's what's fun. Yeah, because I mean, like with with Sandman, like that changed his molecular structure, <laughs> but now he's just a guy in a green striped shirt. And uh, yes, when to- when Peter Parker, or Toby McGuire get stabbed, I lost it because I thought. Tobey Maguire's gonna die in this movie, <laughs> yeah. and then he's like, "Oh, I've been stabbed before. It's fine." Um, that so that's definitely a problem. That I, it was funny, you know. I'll admit that I kind of chuckled at that uh, afterwards, right? Because I'm the same way. I'm like, "No way, they're gonna kill him." But they just killed Aunt May, so yeah. I guess it's all on the table. Yeah, and Aunt May dies in a very weird way because she's like, "I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine," and then she falls, and there's always the blood on their back. That doesn't mean they're dead, man. She just might have trauma. <laughs> <laughs> but they and they do the like half-hearted like I need an ambulance. Can you not whisper <laughs> it? Um, <clears throat> but yeah, you think he's dead, and I kind of chuckled that he'd been stabbed before because he's a superhero. Of course, he's been stabbed before. But I definitely thought I was like, I will walk out of this movie <laughs> if they kill my. I'm gonna walk out of this movie with ten minutes left. <laughs> yeah, to prove a point. Yeah, they kill my Spider-Man. It's like uh, eating most of your not very good steak. You're like, this wasn't good. <laughs> this last bit, not good. And then also in The Dark Knight Rises, we see Batman get stabbed. Mm. And when I saw Batman get stabbed, I was like, are they going to kill him? Because mm. that's the whole deal about Dark Knight Rises. Is like, 
oh, he's going to give everything to Gotham and it's going to be his life. Right. Um, and so, like, you thought that was plausible. And maybe this girl was his undoing. But, like, yeah, he was fine. Yeah. He was fine. No, it's like getting shot in the shoulder. Yeah. Hollywood ah, ah, No big deal. Go on without me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and in both cases, it ends kind of like, you know, and Batman, he flies away with the bomb. What is this? And then in this, you know, Peter, again, just kind of laugh. Why do we have to have these moments of, like, levity and then depressive nature? Especially with Aunt May's death. Like, that was sad. That was that actually made me really sad. And the way he deals with it, sad, sad, sad. And then later with their own jokes around again, of course. Hey, like we read at the beginning. Hey, your back hurt? My back kind of hurts, too. Remember when that lady that, you know, raised him died 10 minutes ago? 10 minutes ago. <laughs> 10 minutes ago. Yeah. 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 I think you got the kahunas to kill off Marissa Tomei in any movie. It's like, that's drastic. <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. Well, so here, here is my theory behind this whole, you know, the ending of that movie, killing off like someone that wouldn't forget about him, is Sony and Marvel have this thing, this pact about what movies they're going to put out or whatever. And if you make everyone forget about him, then Spider-Man doesn't necessarily have to exist in the Marvel Universe anymore. So, you know, that may be the the good ending point for how we can, we couldn't get the contracts work anymore. And so now Tom Holland's going to be in all these Sony movies. In my opinion, that's how that works. But, you know, I... it did when I, In the theater, it did feel very much like Iron Man 3, because Iron Man 3 at the very end... Has that kind of I don't know if I want to be Iron Man anymore oh, yeah. and kind of stuff. And it's like kind of like what um, you're going to be in these other Avengers movies? Like what? What do you mean? Uh, um, well, yeah, and I love and honestly, I'm one of the few people that probably like Iron Man three. I really like that movie, but <clears throat> yeah, I was like, oh man, fitting end. But then he's in he's uh, six other yeah, movies. Yeah. You know, like what is this? Making like a hundred million dollars on each movie. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny when you think, like, that's why Terrence Howard didn't come back as Rhodey. It was because he wanted more money than Robert Downey Jr., the star. <laughs> and it's because Robert Downey Jr. was doing a bunch of drugs before this. He was in jail. Yeah, I mean... he had been in prison. And that was kind of the funny thing about Iron Man 2 when they brought in that actor. I can't remember his name. That played Whiplash. It was in The Wrestler. Yeah. Mickey and Rourke. Mickey Rourke, because they were like... Oh shit, he was in The Wrestler. Now he's going to be in this, and now he's big time. And he was like kind of unknown again, like not getting work. And all of a sudden he got this great movie. And so what are we going to do there? But uh, yeah, funny. And and Thomas Hayden Church is like that too, because he was in Wings. He was in TV shows. Oh, yeah. And then he was in Sideways. And then the first movie he does after Sideways and has like Oscar recognition and everything is to be in Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, well, he's cashing in. Good for him. All yeah. right. Um, yeah. I, I thought he was great for that role, honestly. If Spider-Man 3 is great if you take Venom out of it completely. Like, I think that Sandman was a great character. And uh, maybe take Topher Grace out of it completely. <laughs> maybe not Venom, Topher Grace. Um, but, you know, when you look at it, just like his motivations and stuff, we're going to get into that. <laughs> great. But, you know. And was, and was that Sam Sam Raimi? Was he bucking up against the studio on three? And on four, he, they just left. Because I think it was like Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst were going to be making too much money. And the studio didn't want that. 
from my understanding, it was Avi Arad, who's like the big producer in all these. He, he, it's funny. So Marvel's bankrupt. They get bought out by Toy Biz. Avi Arad is a big honcho at Toy Biz. And so they're, that's why they're making so many Spider-Man toys, Spider-Man toys all the time. Uh, Marvel toys. And so now he's like a producer with all those movies when that was part of it. And then Disney buys them and then they're not, he's not so big into that anymore. But he was a big pusher for Venom. Big, big pusher. And he's the one that wanted him in that movie. And uh, it was kind of the Michael Keaton, Tim Burton thing. If if Tim Burton's not directing, I'm not going to be Batman. If uh, what's S- Sam Raimi? Yeah, if Sam Raimi is not directing, then I'm not going to be Spider-Man. So... Um, but yeah, it's same thing. It's always about you. Yeah. I mean, it's always about money. It's always about pushing some studio interference. Yeah. This is, this is my guy. I'm working with this guy. Like not, we're not, Hey, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. And I think that Jake Gyllenhaal was going to be Spider-Man when Tim McGuire didn't he jack up his back doing something. There were a lot of, I think, uh, um, John Cameron wrote a Spider-Man script and it was supposed to be Leonardo DiCaprio. So it's been a bunch of different people <laughs> before it was uh, Tobey Maguire. I think this was after the first movie. Mm. I think they were going to just replace. That's right. Yeah. They, they was made it, a was joke it, about did, it. Did Tobey Maguire do Seabiscuit? I think he like fell off a horse or something. Yeah. Something happened, I think. Yeah. He had hurt his back. And yeah. that's why they put that joke into Spider-Man mm-hmm. 1 is that he had hurt his back. And why, again, they repeated it with this. Like he hurts his back all the time. I think when we see these movies, it's the studio messing things up. I think how they cast Spider-Man is great every mm-hmm. time. I think Andrew Garfield's great. He was a great choice. Maybe the movies didn't do everything right. they needed to do. He's great. Tobey Maguire's great. I think Tom Holland's really great, too. Yeah. I know that I compare... So, part of the way that I talk is I compare something to, to like, metaphorically speaking, whatever. So, it's like... Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman is one of the greatest actresses ever, right? But she was in Star Wars and she sucks in Star Wars. So it is always about like the script and the writing and the direction and everything. But, you know, I thought that Andrew Garfield at the time, he was the Spider-Man. Like I enjoyed that. I didn't even care about the costume. I was like, yeah, I don't care. Spider-Man. I don't care. Um, then Amazing Spider-Man 2 comes out. The costume is more accurate. I'm like, hell yeah, this is Spider-Man, but that movie's not good. Um, but you're right. Like I think that casting at the time is always perfect. Um, but then they, when you move on to a new franchise and we get a new Spider-Man, I'm like, yeah, no, this is the this is probably the best Spider-Man. Even though Tobey Maguire is my Spider-Man, and I don't care for him as much. Tom Holland is like the Spider-Man now. Like he fits, ticks more boxes than any of the rest of them. When I was I. At Mac and Cheese movies, we like to do a lot of research on IMDb. Mm-hmm. The IMDb picture of Tom Holland for cast, he has these weird glasses on. He looks like he's 55 years old. <laughs> and I think he's because he's got those baby those baby looks. Yeah. He's trying to look like a little bit older and yeah. he's not trying to get caught up in that. And maybe that's and that's the same thing kind of with Tony McGuire. He always kind of looked kind of baby too. Yeah. So like when he gets older, it's hard it's maybe harder for him to get work. Maybe, yeah. I wonder about because I haven't really seen. And I know that he had a lot of deals with the paparazzi at the time, but I don't really know what the deal is with uh, Tobey Maguire. I haven't seen him in a lot. And I think he made a ton of money off of Spider-Man. Yeah, and then had like other investments and stuff. And it was just like he owns islands, and he like you know wants to hang out with his kids and his wife and all that. 
It's probably a lot like the Harry Potter actors. Like they're like, we made so much money from this. I don't have to. I don't have to slave away. I can be in these like I can be in these quirky films. Yeah. I don't have to worry about any of this other stuff. Yeah, it's, that's what Ezra Miller wish he had, but he keeps getting arrested. What? What? What is his deal? Like, what? <laughs> I don't know, man. But he is messing with the money. He is being real stupid. Is his is the Flash movie done? Did they already shoot it? It's done, man. It was supposed to come out this year, but now it's moved next year. They're they're hoping that everyone will forget that he's being violent. I'm willing to forget right now to get Michael Keaton Batman on screen again. <laughs> yeah. My we had joked, just as a side note, on on uh, the Wednesday pull list, my podcast. We had joked that the whole Flashpoint comic book thing and why Michael Keaton will why Michael Keaton will be Batman again is like basically Flash goes back in time, changes the timeline, it screws everything up in the comic books thomas wayne survives but uh, uh martha and bruce die and he's like this ultraviolet violent batman and we were like okay well this is the perfect opportunity to just recast ezra miller he he changes the timeline goes back and everything you know he he still realizes what's going on but he goes back to the future so to speak timeline's different and he looks completely different there you go now it's uh, whoever the guy on the WB show is, who's a great Flash in my opinion. Just make it that guy and we're done. Ezra Miller can just go to prison <laughs> and tour around with his weird-ass band and we don't have to worry about him anymore. Yeah. Solve it. Yeah. Ezra Miller is great. I think a lot of these actors get into trouble. It's so easy to get into trouble if you're in the public eye with... Everything available now. Um, sure. So yeah. hopefully he can shape up and. He doesn't look like he's trying. Well, <laughs> he's going through a phase right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just a phase. Doggy bag. What are you taking home from Spider-Man No Way Home? Uh, for this one, I got to say that I'm taking home that it was. Probably the single uh, best piece of comic book fiction put to screen. Does that make sense? I'm not saying it's the best movie. I'm just saying the way all the mechanics of it and how things had to work out to make it work uh, is amazing. Like I complete respect for everybody that had something to do with that. Right. Um, But, you know, I'm still I guess we'll. You know, how does this feed into the Marvel machine? What does this lead to? All that stuff. That's every movie that comes out is that kind of speculation. So, you know, we'll we'll just, I guess, see where it leads. That's really what you take home is like the, the last taste. Like, damn, I wish I had some more of that spaghetti. <laughs> whatever, whatever it is. You know. <clears throat> I think this movie, I wanted to see it more than once. I only saw it once. When I saw it, I cried. I loved it. Some of the other crap that's going on in it, take it or leave it. That's yeah. every movie. Um, I love seeing Andrew Garfield getting his due yeah. as Spider-Man. I, I love seeing Tobey Maguire come back. It just it felt like home. You yeah. know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thanks for being on the show, Simon. And where else can we find your work? 
you can f- listen to me if you want to at the Wednesday Pool List. Uh, that's my podcast with my buddy Lex. We talk, we review comic books and just talk pop culture in general. And you can find my, I do toy photography. And if you're interested in that, you can find me at Sime, S-I-M-E underscore on underscore toast on Instagram. All right. We're going to have you back for some more episodes. If you like this episode, you can listen to all of our episodes anywhere you get your podcasts. You can subscribe, leave us a review. You can also check us out on our website, macandcheesemovies.com. With great power comes great responsibility. Mac and Cheese out. (laughs) 